Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about the lesson result surviving to it now, part one of our interview with Tisha from the Butterfly Effect. Hello, welcome to The Kindness Project. I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> what was I'm that? I'm an awful person. Um, and I'm joined by a man who's so, pre- uh, so precise with everything except his bedroom. Uh, you're not You're not an awful person. I'm bad. <laughs> I thought you'd turn into Michael Jackson now. Shaman! I'm bad. Shaman! Shaman! I'm bad. And I'm joined by the good person that is Charlotte Dames. A girl who thinks she's linked from Zelda, but is actually Wreck-It Ralph. They're, they're very <laughs> close in the things they do. Oh, why are they close? Okay, so Wreck-It Ralph, he breaks and destroys everything, right? One of the main things you have to do for money yeah. in Legend of Zelda is break pots, okay. cut grass, and kill people. So, in the legendary words of Michael Jackson, are any of them, shut on, bad? <laughs> are any of them bad? Do you tell them to beat it? Are they a thriller? Um, uh, are any of them smooth criminals? Uh, <laughs> um, are, are any of their nicknames Dirty Diana? I, I could go on and on. I could go on Michael and on. Jackson no, actually, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's your week been? Not bad, not bad. I've been zip wiring this week. Yes, I know. It's been a bit scary. I know. Um, did were you scared for me as I no. came down that? No, you weren't. All that, you know what? It was weird because as I got to the top of this zip wire, it was a, a Father's Day present, which was a zip wire in London. I could feel the wind moving the tower, and I th- I'm thinking this isn't the safest thing I've ever done in my world, but I did survive, which is which is good news. What's the safest thing you ever done? Oh, good question. Safest Sleep. safest thing I've ever done is stay in bed. I think you can't get any safer than. Stand in bed, unless you're you, in a. Yeah, you can. You What's can that? stay at home, but don't stay in bed because obviously, if you stay in bed, then you're gonna get muscle stuff in your. <laughs> muscle stuff. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get uh, <laughs> some muscle issues. Degradation, you yeah, mean? Yeah, and that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Um, you can't be a smooth criminal if you've got muscle degradation. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, certainly. I'm not talking about staying in bed permanently. I thought the question was, when are you the most safe oh, at no, one particular no. point in time? Oh, I was talking about what's the safest thing you've ever done? I don't stay know. in bed. I don't know. I, I don't know. To be honest, what's the riskiest thing you've ever done? That's a good future question of the podcast, isn't it? Start a gang. Start a gang. <laughs> you rebel. <laughs> oh, you rebel. Yeah, but it's not like a street gang, is it? It's like a gang oh, of... Oh, might as well. We, we, we deter enough people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can you let everybody know where they can get in touch with us? Ah, yes. At... Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. It is the, the mightiest time where I get to express this very uh, vocal voice of mine. <laughs> vocal voice, love that phrase. Uh, as well as femme fatale. Femme fatale is a good phrase. Femme fatale is a good yeah. phrase. You are not a femme fatale, though. You know that. You want to try me? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Twitter. At Holocaust. Oh! <laughs> it took us six months. I'll it go took us to six time. months. And the H has arrived. <laughs> Give me a high five. I'm going to go back to doing the H next time. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Holla, 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 kindness. Okay. Not holla, 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 holla. Holla, 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 kindness, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Are you doing a Facebook? Uh, Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash holla, kindness. And you can get in touch with us on our, uh, via email on holla, H-O-L-A, at thekindnessproject.co.uk. The other Don't th- actually put A-T. You have to put the little at symbol. At symbol, yeah. The other th- thing you can do is please do check out the website. It's got loads of kindness news, loads of stories of kindness, all of the podcasts, little bio of me and you with some funky pictures. Ooh, funky pictures. Um, and please connect with us on Twitter, um, both at, at Holokindness uh, and uh, on Facebook, uh, please feel free to join the Facebook group. But if you want to reach out to one of us individually, how do people do that? Oh, oh, okay. So my Twitter. Oh, God, congestion. <laughs> That's a good Twitter bio. That's a good Twitter. At God congestion. <laughs> oh, I wonder if anybody's got that. At God congestion. I need to have a look at that. Okay. At, at God. <laughs> Yeah, God. this is gonna run on too long. You can keep doing God, that. All right. At God, congestion. <laughs> Charlotte, C H A R L O T T E J. I'm not gonna repeat it, otherwise people will put JJ or something. James, D A E M S. Dad, you're awesome. And I'm at, at Chris Dames. That is spelled at G O D. <laughs> C-O-N-G-E-S-T-I-O-N no. uh, I'm at Chris Dames it's uh, at C-H-R-I-S-D-A-E-M-S and feel free to follow follow us on um, on Facebook, Twitter tweet us um, mostly and most of the tweets and Facebook um, replies we get are about the question of the podcast Ooh. would you like to know what this week's question yes, of the podcast is yes I don't check your Facebook often uh, okay so the, this week's question of the podcast is video game themed oh. and it's all about who is your favourite video game character oh, what do you think oh sugar is that a hard one <laughs> I, I'm waiting for a new game to come out it's a Japanese RPG called uh, uh, God Congestion 4 it's meant to be brilliant <laughs> Is it, is, it the, is it the whole thing is the characters just going oh no you're ill now and you die hey, hey, hey fever hey fever Japanese style um go on I don't know you go first I, I, genuinely I don't know Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid is a is always a good one but I, I you know what I I like um what, who do I like I like all the old retro ones See? Thing on a Spring Monty Mole Paradroid. You wouldn't even know who these who these characters are. Um, see, we're very different in our styles of gameplay. You like games that are very gameplay driven, and I like games that are very story driven. Okay. So we're very different. So whereas I prefer characters that are you know they've got character development and they've got cutscenes and they've got voice actors. I love voice actors. No, I like story games. I know, but you prefer the gameplay elements of it. Yeah, I'm not a great fan of games uh, where the cutscenes are too 
too long because I want to get in. I want to be interactive. I want to engage. If I want a cutscene, I watch a movie. All right, it's just don't give me a no, don't I, give me long cutscenes and games. I like cutscenes because they get through the information quicker than you just running around and clicking and talking to people. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, but the reality is, what's important is what our audience tell us their favourite games are. So, can you email, tweet, Facebook us, and tell us um, for the podcast? What's your favourite game? Ooh. And without further ado, let's get on to Kindness News. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, we've got some more Kindness News. Yes. Uh, should we do the jingle first? <coughs> oh, cough. Kindness News. And what edition of Kindness News? Where is our secret silent editor on getting our uh, jingles sorted out? I don't so know. No, you might just want to edit my jingles in certain points. Maybe. Just I, so want, I want your jingles with a bit of a drum and bass background. Kindness News. I don't know how much drum and bass you've heard, darling, but it doesn't go. Right. What I just can't get my voice that low. What? What? Well, no. Doosh, 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 doosh. Otherwise, I sound like I'm saying douche, 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 douche. douche. You're such a douche, Dad. Oh, lovely. <laughs> That's a good way to start Kindness News. Calling your dad a douche. Uh, douche. What addition? <laughs> douche, douche. What addition of Kindness News is this? Um, I'd like to say it's education edition. Education edition. Okay, tell Just us about... Just because it's about students and... Student edition. Okay. Yes. Tell us about... Uh, but education the... edition sounds so much better. Okay, education edition it is then. Tell us what's on your uh, Kindness News education edition. Okay, RMS students share acts of kindness with help for, from area retailers. Yeah. For the eighth year in a row, nearly 40 students and chaperones from Revere Middle School's RMS, Rachel's Challenge Group, pictured above, that this is in the article. It's pictured, on, <laughs> above. Oh, it's, uh, pictured above on the podcast. It's, it's on the website, guys. It's on, it's on the Kindness News. All of the Kindness News that we share with you, you can find more detail, photos, everything on the website. So let's talk yeah, about this pupil got... student's act of kindness. Surprise people in Montrose and Fairlawn by offering to pay for groceries and meals and handing out gift cards and cash June 2nd. In return, students ask the recipients to consider starting a chain reaction of kindness or paying it forward with another random act of kindness. See, pay it forward is a big thing about kindness, isn't it? If you do something for somebody, all you ask is they do something for somebody else. And then it just is infectious in that way. It's infectious. We're all going to be kind killed. Infection edition. Kill them with kindness, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, so they were doing acts of kindness and then asking people to pay it forward with their own acts of kindness. Okay, escorting to school... According to school, according to school, according to school officials, the group raised its largest amount to date to give four thousand dollars, and the following retailers helped in the effort: Acme Fresh Market, Aldi, Starbucks, The Eye Opener, Panera Breads, Great Clips, Pulp Juice and Smoothie Bar, Robex, Orange Theory, and Bob Evans. One res- what did Bob Evans sell? <laughs> Hello, my name's Bob Evans. What are you, what's, your, what's the name of your shop? Bob Evans. Well, what do you sell, mate? Shoes. <laughs> Shoes. I sell either bobs or trips to the Evans. <laughs> one recipient is shown below hugging a... That's, that's another below, picture. On the, on the, on uh, the One website. recipient is shown hugging a student for her kindness. School officials state Rachel's challenges inspired by Rachel Scott, the first victim in the Colombian... Columbia, 
Columbine school shooting in 1999. Yeah. Her acts of kindness and compassion, coupled with the contents of her six di- contents of her six diaries, have become the foundation for the program, which exists to inspire, equip, and empower every person to create a permanent positive culture change in their school, business, and community by starting a chain reaction of kindness and compassion. Our Pay It Forward Day is something the kids really look forward to, said Jeanette Gear, a parent volunteer who ran Revere Middle School's Rachel Challenge with fellow parent volunteer Debbie Higgins. We spend the school year talking about the kindness and inclusion, love for their classmates, the deep, deep impact bullying can have on a person, and to be able to finish the year putting smiles on people's faces through random acts of kindness is perfect. It's our hope they can make these experiences and carry them through life. I love it. Absolutely love it. So... Do you reckon we could do a little pat for a day? Yeah. Maybe on the, you know, when we do our little water bottle thing, where we're going to London and give away water bottles, why don't we have, do me a favour, pay for this act of kindness printed on each water bottle? That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool. Any other kindness news this week? Yes. Oh, cool. School becomes first kindness academy in Blackburn. Oh, hello. Ah, now, we, tell, me, tell me about the story. Okay, Blackburn Central High School has become the first kindness academy in Blackburn with Darwin. Inspirational speaker John McGee... John McGee, we interviewed John McGee, didn't yeah, we? we did. podcast. It's the best-selling author of Kindness Matters, and last year he launched his vision with I'm a Celebrity winner, Carl Fogarty, from the people of Blackburn with Darwin to be recognised as the first kindness community in the UK. Okay. John is looking to embed... The 30-day challenge into every high school in Blackburn with Darwin. So the 30-day challenge is when you uh, do small acts of kindness for a consecutive 30 days to embed that habit of kindness. The project works in partnership with Blackburn and Dar- with Darwin Borough Council and is t- trying to get an official month of kindness by 2020, whereby families, communities, schools and individuals can take part in the 30-day kindness matters challenge and put more kindness into the heart of our community. Love it. Year 9 pupils have taken part in the kindness matters 30-day challenge. The pupils have taken what they have learnt from the book of kindness matters into the heart of the community. John said, nobody knows the community better than the people that live in it and people coming together can, can and will make things happen with kindness. Love it. John's vision is to inspire and motivate families, communities, schools and young people to think about their actions with one, with one another. Deputy Head Teacher Mrs S... Hussein okay. said the Kindness Matters 30 Day Challenge has helped people reflect and think about... Uh, think clear about how kindness can make or break someone's day. It's definitely helped them be more empathetic to one another. We are fortunate that John chose to work work with BCHS and we hope to work again with him in the future. The children have gone to other parts of the community where they do not live to do random acts of kindness for general public. They have helped the elderly in the community, picked up pieces of litter they did not drop, given out random compliments. All students have agreed to look at helping with other projects in the community such as Blackburn Youth Zone and Blackburn Rovers in the community. Yeah, so I know I know that John's got loads of um, different projects knit around the area because that's the area he's, he's from. Uh, but certainly, what I'd suggest is if you'd like to hear more about the really good work that John's doing, check out episodes twenty-two for part one of John's interview with us, and twenty uh, twenty-three for part two. Certainly, inspiring stuff he's doing, mm. and um, a real insight into the sort of work he's doing in the community. So, um, thank you for that. Let's yep. get on with the show. Yep. So, Charlotte, this week we've got an interview, haven't we? Or part one of an interview. Oh, right, okay. Um, We've got an interview with 
Tasha Wall. Now, this is a, an interview that you actually, you don't normally sit in on the interviews. I well, normally do the interviews. I usually do them while I'm at school. True. But this one I got to sit through. And it was a good one, wasn't it? It was a good one. Yeah, what did we talk about? We talked about, ta- uh, we talked to Tasha about her, um, what is it, a scheme? Yeah. Uh, the butterfly effect. And we also asked her, like, where her weirdest butterflies were. One was on a loo, wasn't it? And we yes. were talking about that as part of the we were interview. About going and yeah. visiting this loo. And we also talked about social media as as a power for uh, positive yes, change, indeed. and um, uh, also uh, the unusual places she puts butterflies. So this is part one. Enjoy the interview. Yeah. Hi, and uh, yeah, I'm really pleased to be joined by Tasha. Is it Tasha uh, Wall? How do you pronounce your surname? Just like the wall that you would paint on. Awesome. So, so we've got a weird surname because our surname's Dames, but we um, we get letters through the post saying Chris Dreams, Chris Dooms, <laughs> every, everything apart from Chris Dames, to be honest. But we also get called Deems. Deems. Yeah, that's right. So thank, thanks for agreeing to be interviewed. Um, and this is the first interview. So, so we've been running the Kindness Project for a little while now. And this is the first interview Charlotte and I have, yes, have done together. Yeah. So it's, it, we're, we're really excited about you being, uh, being, being the first one. Um, I'm, I'm super honoured. I absolutely love it. Yeah, cool. You're um, the first interviewee that you, has got to meet me. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, not really. Like you are the one that kind of runs everything behind the scenes there, so I'm super excited. To be you know, you know what, you're Tasha. You're so right. I'm just the bloke with a voice who turns up and and yeah, and when I'm not here, everything falls apart. Everything falls apart. So um, enough about us, because this is all about you. So can you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, so I run an organization called Butterfly Effect. Okay runs on the idea that we can all be the change that we want to see in the world. Okay. And I came up with this idea about three years ago. I have five teenage boys. <gasps> How old are they? They So I have a 22-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old, and an 18-year-old. Blimey. You thought so, having me was stressful. <laughs> Did you, yes, did you? Yes. My husband and I have been happily married for 25 years. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, we just were busy. So, busy, busy. so it's a, uh, it's very common for me to have a house full of teenagers. Okay. And in fact, right now in our game room downstairs, I've got four seniors in high school uh, ditching their college course that they don't have to go to because the professor didn't show up today. Downstairs eating snacks, waiting for school to start. So, <laughs> so I, I came home. So, uh, I, I, I've only got one teenager, uh, and Charlotte, Charlotte just said to me, "You thought I like it was a handful having one teenager. I'm, I can't imagine what it's like with five. Um, but I came home one Friday night. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we had how many how many teenagers in my la- in our lounge? Around ten. We had ten teenagers in our lounge, and we've got a little sort of home office at the back of the house. I just sort of like sort of sidled out and let them get on with it. How do you cope with five teenage children? <laughs> you do exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you disappear, right? Let them go, and then I actually, we've tried to always have the house they want to come to, and with boys, I've learned if you feed them, they will come. They will come. Yeah, yeah. I have a 
fully stocked fridge and a fully stocked pantry, and we have an open door policy. Nobody even rings the doorbell. Everyone just walks in. Yeah, cool. Kind of the place to be. So it's quite an open, friendly sort of uh, house, right? It is, and I love that you call it a lounge. I'm going to start doing that. We what? call it a living room, but I like lounge better. Um, so, so we, so la- lounge is good. Uh, I'm from the east end of London originally, and the, I used to call it the front room. Have you heard of that phrase? Yeah, the front room. The front room. The, like where you would greet your guests when they come in, and you're not allowed to do anything but sit quietly, drink tea. Yeah, not not not. Yeah, not not in not not in our house. I mean, there's nothing quiet about our house at all, Sasha. No tea, just hot chocolate and coffee. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The real, the real, the real England certainly in our house is not sitting quietly and drinking tea. Um, It's four screens at once. So I let me explain. So I I had this room full of teenagers that we're talking about. Yeah. And in my family, when I was brought up, we were brought up with the concept of tithe, which is giving 10% of what you earn to charity needs it more than you. Yeah. And I was trying to, I was talking about tithe and a couple of the kids were like, what? I've never even heard that word before. And I said, no, you haven't heard of tithe. Um, let me think of how I can explain this to you. So I said, if, if, if I gave one of you 10 cookies, Yep. Give one of those cookies to someone that didn't have one. And they said, oh, well, yeah, I'd for sure do that. I'd share that. I said, well, what if it was money? If I gave one of you $10, would you give $1 to someone that didn't have it? Yep. I think about that one. They're like, yeah, I would give a dollar. And then I said, okay, but a dollar isn't really going to do anybody any good. So hypothetically, what if I gave each of you $100, but you had to give it away to somebody else? You needed to figure out where you wanted to give that money away. And they were kind of intrigued with that concept. And they said, well, I don't don't know. I'm like, how would I figure out where I would give that money? I've never given money away before. And Mm. I said, let me ask you two questions. What lights you up? So what is so exciting to you that you have to do it? And then what breaks your heart? What is so messed up in the world that you need to fix it? Okay. If you can answer those two questions, you'll know where you would give that money. And then we started talking about the concept of tithe doesn't necessarily have to be 10% of your money, but it could also be 10% of your time. Time, yeah. So it was this concept of giving back. And that's where the butterfly effect essentially was created. That was the idea in that living room with those kids that day. Okay. Because I kind of got excited about this idea. I'm like, huh, I actually think I want to try this. So I'd heard of geocaching where you, um, there's clues all over social media to go find this little hidden uh, box that has cash inside of it, but it's sort of a treasure hunt. Yep. And I wonder if I could do a geocache for charity. So I'm going to post clues online for where I've hidden um, this symbol, which is a butterfly. And if you find it, I will donate money to charity in your name. Okay. Yeah. And so I gave it a try, and it took off, and I've done thousands of these ever since then, and it eventually turned into street art, and yeah, there we go. So, so right, the concept, okay, so the concept is you do a piece of street art in a butterfly, mm-hmm. um, and whoever finds that butterfly then chooses who the money goes to? That's correct. 
so if it's a butterfly drop, which is a small butterfly, it's about 12 inches by 6 inches. Okay. It's a painted wooden butterfly. So if I was in like Shoreditch or somewhere in London where there's street art, I would... Thanks for the local reference, by the way. I, 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 lo I love you pit somewhere in East London in particular. That's well, good. I've got butterflies there. I, I love Shoreditch. Yeah, it's very funky, there's isn't it? So much amazing street art. I'll pop a butterfly up. It's hidden. And then I'll post clues on social media and I'll say, if you find this butterfly, go get it. Take a picture of yourself holding it. And then I will donate, I mean, in the U.S. it's $250. I would probably do 200 pounds yep. to the charity of your choice. It gets people up off their couch, out on a fun kind of treasure mm. hunt to try and find this. And then they end up getting to do good because of it. That's one version. Love the it. other version are the street art butterflies. So they're these murals that I put up and they're about... I don't know, 12 feet long by 8 feet high. Okay. And you stand inside the wings. You're the body of the butterfly. Yep. And those are social media. So you take a picture inside the butterfly, post it on social media, and hashtag your charity, and then I will donate smaller amounts to that charity for every person that takes a picture inside the butterfly. Love it. So, so you've... I, I love that story, and, and, and that's great. How many of these butterflies are across the, uh, across the world at the minute? So the big street art butterflies, yeah. we have about 200 of them. We've only okay. been doing this for about three years. Okay. Um, about a year ago, I realized I didn't actually have to physically be there to put up a butterfly if I could create a good enough video on how to put up one of these. Somebody could do it for you, you right? Yeah. And it has been brilliant. I, it, For one thing, I don't have to be physically there, and so more of them can be put up. Yeah. I have about 10 stencils. They're the exact same stencil. And I have a video. So people apply to put up a butterfly. They put the butterfly up, and then they're allowed to paint it however they Awesome. Want. I was going to say that. So they get to add their own creative flair, right? They get yeah. to and put yes. their... Love it. It's so beautiful because I have all these butterflies. It's the same template. So picture a coloring page. Yeah. It's the same template. It's the same shape. Yeah. It says on one wing, be the change you want to see in the world. And then on the bottom, it says butterfly effect. Yeah. But outside of that, you can paint it however you want. And I, some of the butterflies are so stunningly gorgeous. It's things I would have never thought of. I, I absolutely so. love it. What's your... So, so let, let, me ask you, let me ask you another question, okay? Okay. And and this is, I'm going off script now because I know I send all our interviewees questions in advance. But as you raise two really pertinent questions, I want to ask them back to you. So what's the thing that you love, that you're passionate about? And what's okay. the thing you see? What's the, what, what, what answer would you give to the questions you gave to those two kids, uh, those, those kids? Okay. Um, what lights me up yep. is generosity and inspiring generosity. Okay. Since I was a little girl, <clears throat> my parents tell me that's something that I, we traveled a lot um, internationally. Okay. And I wanted to give. I wanted to share. Yeah. I wanted to inspire other people. I see the best in people when I work with them and speak with them. And yeah, I get, I get that. so excited when I hear what makes them excited. Like, yep. that's what I want to know is I want to ask them those two questions and then I want to help them build that into <laughs> a big dream that's actually going to make a difference. Awesome. Um, and what breaks my heart is <clears throat> people don't have 
somebody standing next to them to encourage them into who they could be. Gotcha, gotcha. So they 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 get stuck in their own head sometimes. I'd imagine you know people do, don't they? They're just yeah, sort of I, I know yeah. Um, or they don't, or they don't have um, like you and your daughter have each other, and your it sounds like your family. It's just it's one of those situations where you're encouraging each other, you're helping each other dream. Yeah. I think so many kids don't have somebody standing beside them. But you know, them. you know what, Tasha? For us, I mean, I don't, I don't know in your family, but certainly for us, it, it's a two-way street because hopefully I. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm certainly not perfect, and I don't think any parent is. But um, hopefully, I'm doing stuff to make Charlotte proud. But um, she's a great motivation and inspiration for me as well. She's smiling at me now, which is a, which is always a good sign, Tasha. Um, um, but yeah, so so that's right. Um, the next question is about social media, and I want Charlotte to ask it. Oh, right. Uh, which one is it? Number three. Ah. Do you think social media has the power to endanger positive change, and how do we change the focus from the potentially negative? Oh, I, I do know. So it sounds like you use social media for good, and I we we firmly believe that it has got a power for good. We've yep. spoke, spoken on the podcast about it before, yes. haven't we? Yes. Um, but how do we how do we shift the focus from the uh, negative messages you get on social media to more positive ones? Yeah, absolutely. I think social media is the same thing as television used to be. Yeah. So if television isn't either good or bad. Yeah, it's a platform, it's, isn't it? It's yeah. A platform. It's a form of education. Social media is the same thing. It is not going away. Anyone who is studying the law of singularity or looking at forward trends, yep. social media is here to stay. Um, I think the same thing with like virtual reality, the same thing with artificial intelligence. Yep. These things are coming. They're coming fast and furious. They'll yep. be here before we understand it. Yep. Social media can be used for positive, for negative. I believe it's about education. Okay. And so for me, I'm going to use social media for the good and try and focus forward yep. on the positive. What we focus on, what we put our attention on, is what we think about all yeah, the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that I think that's quite right because like a lot of people, they, uh, a lot of people when they run on social media, they focus on like how good other people look and how they can get be- better to look like other people. But you shouldn't really be comparing yourself to other people. You should strive to be who you want to be and who yeah, you Yeah, it's are. about individuality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and Doing everyone tries to match up to perfection when nobody's yeah. perfect. I mean, in reality, perfection yeah. doesn't exist, does it? I mean, that that's the reality of it. Um, perfection is the beauty of who you actually are. Yeah. I would prefer to not engage in the even the negative argument or the fight against it because it's just adding fuel to the fire. So gotcha. my way of using social media in a positive light is just to push forward and being an example of yeah. how to use it positively. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And actually, that's what that's what the kindness project project is about to a certain extent because we want to just spread a bit of fun and happiness. Um, just by having a chat every week, don't we, Charlotte? He also wants to gather material for his book. Oh, yeah, no, I'm writing a book at the minute, and that, that's helping. So, apart from the butterfly, which is obviously an awesome symbol of kindness, what animal represents kindness better than any other? I honestly think human beings. <laughs> so, you know what? I was, I was going to go for the dog, because we've got a dog. Tell me, tell me. So, so I, I think 
dogs, and it depends on what your dog's like, I suppose, but our dog is loyal, affectionate, loving, um, uh, uh, just, uh, and no malice, no malice at all, actually. Um, so I think dogs are particularly kind. How about you, Charlotte? What do you think well, is a kind of... Humans? I think humans are, are neutral, in a sense. They're not good, they're not bad. I actually had a, th- I had a very middle, kind of existential crisis about this when I was doing my Ari homework, and it was like, do you think religion is, is good or bad? And I was like, religion isn't bad. It's sort of the thought of human faith, of the branching of human faith is going in loads of different directions, and people feel so strongly about certain things that it can... Yeah make them believe negative things. But also positive, it does a lot of good in the world as well, right? Yeah, it's good and bad branches from human belief and thought. So why why do you think humans are better than dogs, Tasha? (laughs) (laughs) Now now I have to rethink the whole thing. I think I was just going to say, I think human beings feel empathy. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's something about a human that is empathetic that says, wow, I see somebody hurting and I'm going to do something about it. But you know what? Now that I think about it, if you look at some of the studies on animals, the gorilla and the dog that become friends, animals that take care of other species. Yeah. um, I do agree with you that dogs, they live in the moment. Our dog is joy. Yeah, spontaneous, right? Yeah. Right. She like right away. She's always happy. She's never angry. She's always in the moment. She's always glad to see us. Yeah. So, can I, can I change my answer to yours? Uh, well, you know, you know what? I I I was gonna I, before, dogs my genuine answer, but I we are quite mischievous on the Kindness Project <laughs> podcast, so it's lucky I didn't pick something random like squirrel or or. You know, an octopus. They're always. <laughs> <gonna be laughs> octopus. An octopus isn't really a kind animal, but I, I like they're the. Yeah, they they they're always looking for a hug. So, um, yeah, may yeah. So it's either dog, human, squirrel, or octopus. I don't know where we're going with that. Charlotte, but um, so I know you've you've told us about your thousands of butterflies across the globe. Where's the most unusual one? The where is yeah. the most unusual one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think um, as actually in London Ooh. on the outside of an outhouse, um, over behind Shoreditch. Okay, that's a fun one to put up. Because okay. I thought, you know what, if you've got to go, you may as well see a beautiful butterfly <laughs> So you know, you know we're going to have to go out and find that now, Tasha. We, you, you know, how many are in the UK? Uh, I think we have four in the UK right now. Okay, one in London, one where else? Uh, we just did a beautiful lit butterfly in Blackpool for okay. the light festival. Okay, yeah. yeah was incredible they found me and said would we be able to do a, a lit butterfly for our festival yeah I well, said, we went around taking pictures of those. so there's um one in blackpool two in london and then there's one in a little community outside of london at a school oh i can't remember the name of it but i can email it to you oh that'd be that awesome so pretty because they did an entire mural at their school with it it's just lovely Love it. Yeah, if you can email us, we'll put that on the show notes as well and uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. and share it. But you may get a cheeky picture of me and Charlotte at your one near the uh, near the yeah, loo. <laughs> yeah, well, the one near the loo. See, see, yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm loving about this podcast, Charlotte? I'm loving the fact that uh, Tasha's calling it an outhouse. <laughs> 
we're calling it a loo. <laughs> We've got lounge. We've got like all these American English crossovers that's happening. We like it a lot. Um, different pronunciations of words. Uh, different different pronunciations of words. So one of the one of the, one of the recurring themes, and it, it seems like through the butterfly effect, this has been happening, is both generosity and kindness are quite contagious things, aren't they? Explain how you've you've seen that through your project. It, it, that's such an easy one for me. Okay. I feel like because that, so the concept of the butterfly effect, it's Edward Lorenz's theory. Yeah. A butterfly can flap its wings in Brazil and a molecule of air moves a molecule of air that moves another molecule of air that causes a hurricane on the other side of the planet. Yeah. So when I came up with the butterfly effect, my dad called me butterfly as a little girl. It okay. was just one of those things that was close to my heart. And then when I read about the butterfly effect, I decided that's kind of the theory that I wanted here. So my idea is to give somebody else the idea of what it feels like to give mm. and then hope that they continue to pay that forward. So we have a thing called, it's called Giving Tuesday. Yeah. So what we try and do is we encourage our tribe members to come up with a platform where every Tuesday they set a reminder for themselves that they are going to do something that is giving. So yep. like the first Tuesday of the month, you give some money to someone who needs it more than you do. The second Tuesday, you volunteer your time. Yep. The third Tuesday, you give up your talents to someone that needs it. And then the fourth Tuesday, you find somebody else and you teach them this concept so that they in turn start this kindness Tuesday. Yep. So Tuesday, every Tuesday you wake up and you think, oh, today's Tuesday. Today's the day that I'm going to give back. And it's just this kind of ripple effect of contagious generosity that happens. Yeah. For one thing, scientifically, we are better people when we give. We're happy. Absolutely. We're yeah. And that's why you're doing what you're doing as well. Yeah. So I think that it's just a natural thing when you give a kindness to somebody that isn't expecting it. Yeah it opens them up to the possibility that they could then do that for somebody else and yeah. And actually, I, we, we've been talking about this on the podcast quite, quite a lot because I think that the emotional benefits you get from actually just being a kind of better person uh, are kindness in, in one way is quite selfish isn't it because it makes you feel better while you're doing good for some somebody else and you know it's, it's quite a good thing just have interest have you read and i'm talking to everybody on the kindness project about this have you read a book by um david hamilton um it's called the five side effects of kindness no, but it's, I'm going to put it on my list right now. It, it's really, really good. So David is a guy from uh, Dunblane in Scotland. Um, he's a doctor, uh, used to work in pharmaceuticals, but now he basically talks about kindness and um, uh, looking at being kind to yourself. And the book, uh, Tasha, is incredible. It's really, really good. So certainly put it on your list and tell me what you think. But um, that's my good deed for this interview because if I can share some of the messages in that book, that's great. But it talks about um, some of the things... Uh, how kindness makes you feel better as well as the person you're you're giving it to it's a it's a it's an awesome book really really good um so you're an artist right is yeah. that is that the day job so what's what's the day job or is it is that a tough question to answer no that's okay so 
my day job is my husband and I started a company um, about 15 years ago called The Wall Group. And we speak and create art all over the country. We speak to corporate audiences about creativity and ingenuity. He's considered, Eric is considered one of the thought leaders on the corporate lecture circuit. We've written a couple of New York Times bestselling books. Okay, cool. Um, And uh, one is called Unthink. Yep. And the other one is called The Spark and the Grind. Okay, cool. And um, so we share these concepts of innovation and creativity, how to be a creative person. Yep. I think a lot of people, if you're an artist or you're not an artist is the way that the, most people think, like, oh, I'm creative or I'm not creative. And that's not true. We've all been creative since. Yeah, agreed, agreed. We yeah. just lose that creativity. So yeah. we speak about how to become, re-remind yourself how to be creative and that it takes actually a lot of discipline to do that, but yeah. through the discipline of being creative every day, you actually begin to think and act more creatively. So that was part one of the interview. What did you think? Tasha's a bit awesome, isn't she? Yeah, yeah she's really good. Can't fully know until we finish the rest of the interview, though. True. Uh, was that a bit of a teaser for next week? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Here's the end. Here's the end. It's the end of another podcast. Yes, unfortunately. Um, we are at number, podcast number 26, which Ooh. means we've been doing this for half a year. Happy half a year's birthday. Woo! Uh, as we reach the end of another podcast. So, uh, as we know, the end... It's, it's not, not the end. end. It's the beginning of the end. Ooh, so it, it's now time for what? Last week, this week, last week, this week, question of the podcast. <laughs> and last week's question of the podcast was really clear, really simple. It was, what is the favourite, what's your favourite funny TV show? What's the funniest TV show? But didn't you ask more seen? than that? I did. I just said uh, I, I wanted some uh, for our six month anniversary. Ooh. I wanted to have some uh, uh, just some snippets of people's lives about how people in their lives have made them smile and laugh this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start with Tamsin Kane. She likes the in between. In between. In betweeners. I think there's a different show. She likes tweezers. She (laughs) likes the in-betweeners. She said, it doesn't matter how many times I watch it. It always makes me laugh out loud. Is it one of those simply stupid and hilarious shows? It's a bit purer. It's about three teenage boys. Nice. You don't need to know more. (laughs) Um, And she said, um, uh, the person who's made her laugh and smile more this this week is her daughter, Zoe. Aww. So that's really nice. She's hilarious, apparently. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, hi, Zoe. Not friend of the show, but Tam's in. Firm friend of the show. Firm, Firm friend, friend, of, friend the of the show. show. We need, like, a different... We need, like, a bronze, silver, gold friend of the show. Um, We've already got some Hayley gold Bull. friend of the show. So the Goldbergs... Goldbergs always makes me laugh. And Leon... Leon is... Her son's been on good form this week. He had a friend's birthday party at the weekend. Seeing him and his friends just being silly together was so funny. Jane Hodges said, Frankie and Grace makes me laugh, which I haven't seen. No, I know know how it starts, and that makes me laugh in itself. It's about these two married couples, and the the two guys decide to divorce their wives and get married to each other. 
Uh. If it makes you happy, why not? Uh, and spending time with my friend's dogs this weekend made Jane happy. Oh. Jeremy Squibb said Friday night dinner. Now, Friday night dinner, I absolutely love. It's oh, my God, just, yeah. It's just awkward. Um, the job uh, lot as well. The, the, the job, the job lot. <laughs> Both on available on Netflix. Uh, other other viewing services are available. Other, other viewing services are, are available. <laughs> iPlayer, YouTube, Amazon Prime. Look out your window, see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Daily right. motion. <laughs> Daily motion. Um, look out the car door. Uh, look out the car window and see what's going on. Pick up a book. You never uh, know. <laughs> Windows on the world. <laughs> uh, okay, Jeremy Squibb said Friday night dinner, and uh, what made him laugh and smile this week is Ellie, his daughter Ellie, playing football with her, her in her new boots. People are liking their kids. Uh, people, people do enjoy their kids. They do like their kids. <laughs> I like my children sometimes. Um, John and I like Cook- my parents sometimes. <laughs> John Cook said, the Goldbergs and the wedding singer make me laugh. Bit of an 80s theme there. It's going a bit retro, is John. Friend of the show, Friend John. of the show. Um, Supreme friend of the show. Uh, uh, assumed by a person in your life, you mean somebody I actually know. Otherwise, the answer would be Tom Baker for doing a... Doctor Who, Tom Baker, for doing a sign- signing next Saturday. Assuming that Sparky doesn't count, uh, it's his nieces and nep- nephews. Aww. Again, family family related. Uh, Kelly Kelly Barker, friend of the show, friend said the show. Peter Kay's car share always had me and Russell in uh, laughing. It's a shame it's finished. Justin Gaffney said, absolutely fabulous. And have you ever seen Absolutely Fabulous? Doesn't have. Oh, you've got to watch it. That's one of Mummy's favourite shows. You've got to give it a go. I must be I missing loved... out then, because Mum watches most of crime dramas. Yeah, no, she, she loved, back in the day, she loved Absolutely Fabulous. Uh, Justin Gaffney, friend of the show, friend by the, the way. Friend of the show, supreme friend uh, of the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's, he's got a friend of the show status. Supreme fronds at the minute everybody's on fronds until we work out what silver gold and platinum friend of the shows look like um absolutely fabulous he likes and this week one of my home care clients has made me smile uh justin's a a nurse ah uh he's always happy and cheerful despite all these health issues and always complimenting my attire He's a charming old gentleman. So that's very nice for from Justin. Next is um, not friend of the show, because he hasn't commented that much, but he's got an awesome podcast himself. Pete Matthew from Meaningful Money. Give that podcast a listen. It's pretty, pretty good. Um, Pete Matthew said, Friends and Big Bang Theory both make me laugh out loud. And my buddy and colleague, uh, Roger Weeks, always cracks me up and he cracks him up every day keep your friends close and then Howard Bullock nearly friend of the show he's commented I think three times said Spinal Tap and my kids Spinal Tap I'm assuming Spinal Tap makes him laugh and his kids make him smile although it might be the other way around or it might be both and both so Spinal Tap is a uh, um, you've never seen Spinal Tap have you We we will educate you in the uh, workings of Spinal Tap to see whether you like it or not for yeah. next week. I like Trapdoor. Trapdoor's funny. Trapdoor? What's Trapdoor? That, that really cheesy. Well, the 80s. Yeah. Spinal Tap's a little bit different. It's like a, um, it's a bit more mockumentary uh, but of a rock band uh. as opposed to anything else. It's really good. <laughs> and that's it for another podcast. Ooh. 
Uh, happy anniversary. Happy six month anniversary. Happy six months. And we'll see you next time. Bye.